I guess. You want to just get started? Uh, yeah, let's just get started. True hero talk fashion. Who needs prep? I don't need to prep for this. Hopefully I can remember how we actually start this thing. It's been a while. Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to the Real Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today in the hallowed halls of Hero Talk, I have Axelon, fan favorite of the podcast. Welcome back. Good to be back. Welcome, all you loyal fans of Hero Talk. Yes, thank you for all of the fans who have come back. To, it's been a while. It has been a while since I put out a podcast, and I, I do need to say some of that was just I've been busy, but I have spent the, the last six weeks, because we're, we're doing our, our film today is uh, Avengers Infinity War, which I swore I was going to do. Uh, we were originally going to record that, what was it, like just about a week after it came out, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't very long after it released. Yeah, it had been released. I saw it opening weekend, and so I think I was, uh, I went and saw it, and I, I asked you if you wanted to, to do the podcast for it. And so I, I want to say we were going to just do it the next week, and then what started as a mild chest cold, so I thought, very rapidly degraded into me getting full-on pneumonia. And, it, and pneumonia is not one of those things you just recover from right away. <laughs> it's, uh, and it, I, I was surprised. I really thought I would bounce back faster than I did, but I, I it took about five weeks to really work its way through my system and for my lungs to get cleared out and to, to be able to actually record a podcast without hacking up a lung. And so here we are. But I decided we, we, we were still going to do this. I we, we have to do Avengers Infinity War. It's it's the movie that everybody, everybody's been talking about. And I know that yes, means indeed. we're skipping Age of Ultron, but nobody cares about Age of Ultron. No one cares about Age of Ultron, so. <laughs> yeah, and, and and skipping a ton of the Phase 2 stuff. But so we're, we're talking about this one. I guess the good news is, is that, um so even though we are a spoiler podcast and uh, listeners beware, nothing is off the table. Everything is fair game. You've been warned. But at this point, I mean, is there anybody who doesn't know how Infinity War ended? I mean, even if you don't, why are you listening to a very lengthy spoiler podcast about it? Come on, this is your own fault. Yeah, so I think maybe it benefits us that now everyone's had a chance to see it. I mean, I I was seeing me. I got to be honest with you. I feel bad for people who couldn't see it opening weekend because I I basically I went I went uh, internet cold on the Friday it opened and I shut everything down until I had a chance to see it, which was uh, Sunday afternoon, I believe. And so between between then and when I actually got to see it, uh, I didn't see any anything online because I just was not online. But then when I as soon as I like logged back in and like looked at Twitter and everything, there were memes from this oh, movie. Oh yes, all the over I don't the place. Feel good memes. Yeah, oh my lord. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel good memes. People evaporating into the air. Memes. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, I don't see these as much anymore. But there was a lot of bubblegum uh leave memes. I don't think I've ever seen one of those actually. Yeah, there was a there was a thing uh, that was going around, and it was a uh, I think it was oh, a bubble meme. gun. Bubble gun, yeah, not bubble gum. Bubble oh, gun. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was like uh, context free Avengers spoilers because of course that makes it better, I guess. And so it was just a lot of pictures of like those guns that shoot bubbles back from mm-hmm. the '90s when guns were toys you gave to kids. Um, ah, yes, and they weren't arrested. Yeah, so or shot. It was uh, a more innocent time. Yeah. So there was, I saw a lot of those, and I just, I just felt bad for people because I can't imagine anybody who spends a lot of time on social media. If you waited until the second weekend to see it, you basically knew a bunch of people turn into dust. Yeah. So a bunch of people turn into dust in this movie. Indeed, they do. Yeah. I, uh, 
I guess there's there's a couple of schools of thought. We're we're going to be all over the place because honestly, normally in the hero talk, this is where we talk about the cast. But this is now like the eighth movie with the same cast in it, so I'm not really sure what we're going to talk about there. Plus, there are 38 hours worth of MCU films now. Yeah, 38 hours. I, I think it's we we've established the cast well enough. <laughs> yeah. I, I, by, by now, people know what I think about Tony Stark being played by Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I'm not sure I need to go into that any further. Yeah, that hasn't changed. So, <laughs> yeah, Every, everything's the same. And and um, I guess well, we could talk about Josh Brolin for a second. But we I'll could. Just, he he's the newcomer, really. I mean, so I know he was in Guardians, but this is really the first time we've actually got to see Thanos get fleshed out a little bit instead of just sitting on a chair doing nothing. Yeah, he's normally just sitting on a chair directing people around. He actually got personally involved, so that was something. But I just, when you talk about the ending of this movie, you you get the people who thought it was really cool, and then you get the people who are just sort of disappointed because they know it's not permanent. Oh, uh, that's me. Yeah. That's me. That's me, by the way, too. Yeah. The Russo brothers, this is what's really frustrating to me, is the Russo brothers are, are swearing and they said this before, and they said that in all the deaths that happen in this movie are permanent. Lies. And that's just not true. It's so, just, it's not. Yeah, so it would really help, or it would have helped their case if Marvel slash Disney had not already come out and said, oh, by the way, Spider-Man 2 is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would so, you do that? <laughs> so there, there's Spider-Man 2. Um, yeah. There is another Guardians of the Galaxy in development, and then there's a Black Panther too. Yeah, it's like, come on. Yeah. Any <laughs> any semblance that they had that this was going to be permanent went out the door when T'Challa disappeared. Oh yeah. Because once T'Challa disappears, like, well, obviously this isn't going to stick. Yeah, I mean, I was already passingly familiar with like the comic book version of the storyline, so I was already like cynical about you know, quote unquote, deaths happening. Right. But then when Marvel made the PR statement about their future films, like, oh, okay, I already know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, you already knew. And and the Russo brothers, they're being so cute about it. They're saying, well, you know, you know, the the next Guardians movie, we can just set stuff before Infinity War and tell stories. Yeah, because that's what people want to see. Hey, what so, happened between Spider Man and Infinity War? Was there any good stories in there? Oh yeah. So there's a theory that um, when they said deaths. They didn't mean the turning to dust deaths. They meant like Loki getting choked out by Thanos in the first five to ten minutes of the movie death, or you know Heimdall getting stabbed in the heart. Yeah, like not not gauntlet deaths. Right. Those I guess are those are gauntlet erasures or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I mean quite frankly, I think it's all just lies. I have a feeling we'll see Loki again. I have a feeling we'll see Gamora again. We we may actually be done with Heimdall. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Heimdall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Heimdall may be gone, but then, then like Valkyrie, we're clearly going to have to see Valkyrie again because she's presumed dead. You know, wasn't she? I, maybe I just saw someone else and thought it was Valkyrie, but I could have sworn I saw her dead on the floor of the ship. I I don't think it was actually the actress, but I think it was somebody who sort of was meant to sort of look like the actress. Okay. So I mean, so basically, everybody from the end of Thor Ragnarok would be just dead at this point. You would think. And, I mean, their ship blew up. Yeah, and and that just seems like a really bad thing to do to the Thor franchise. You would think if Marvel didn't have its own magical set of stones that could do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so you would think. It's like it's like the Dragon Balls in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, we'll just fix all our problems. It's cool. It, basically, I mean, I, I mean, and I guess I get it because in order to do this two-part story, you need to have part one actually have an impact. 
Right. And so I knew probably six months going into this movie, I said, it's probably going to end with Thanos getting the stones and doing the snap of the finger thing that was in all the previews that they always mm-hmm. – they, yeah. they kept saying when he could just snap his fingers. And, and they said it so many times. I said, I bet he's actually going to legitimately snap his fingers and do it. Yeah, it, it stopped being a, a Chekhov's gun. and It was more like a, like a Chekhov's nuclear missile at that yeah. point. I mean, it, I, I get that I've seen enough movies, and I'm, I now look at them with a critical eye enough that I recognize Chekhov's gun. Mm-hmm. And I would say the Infinity Gauntlet is the ultimate Chekhov's gun. It'd be like, it's it's not just you mentioned a gun in the first act and you have to fire it in the third. It's the first act was dedicated to the gun, <laughs> as was the second act. So by the third act, that gun better fire at somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it was. So I was not I was not the least bit surprised with how it ended. And I'm also not going to be the least bit surprised when everything gets snapped back into place or however it works out. Um, I imagine Captain Marvel is in I mean, the the Marvel Captain Marvel, not the DC Captain Marvel, because I refuse to refer to that character as Shazam. I still um, call him Captain Marvel as well. We are united. Yeah. <laughs> But dozens of us, dozens, dozens, dozens of us refuse to refer to that character as Shazam. Well, when you spend so many years of your life correcting people that the name is not Shazam, and then and then DC changes their mind, um, I I just I can't get on board with that. Like, no, I was conditioned for years to not only call that character Captain Marvel and not Shazam, but to correct people who incorrectly referred to that character as Shazam. And not Captain Marvel. Right. It's like suddenly Captain America is no longer Captain America. It's like, what? No. Yeah. So regardless, we're not talking about uh, the DC's Captain Marvel, who's going to be played by, uh, who's playing him? Uh, Zachary Levi. Dwayne Johnson's playing Black Adam. Ah. I think think it's Zachary Levi, actually. I think it's, yeah, it's uh, Flynn Rider himself from Rapunzel. Okay. And Chuck. I guess people know him from Chuck. I know him as Flynn Rider from Rapunzel. <laughs> because cause that's the stage of life I'm in right now. <laughs> anyway, so oh no, so jumping back over to uh, to Marvel Comics. So the Marvel Captain Marvel is apparently going to play a role because we saw we saw her teased in the end credits. Oh man, that that tease bugged me on a couple of levels so much. So, so tell me about it. So so Nick Fury has like a pager basically. Oh, you mean for, like why didn't he use this pager in the first Avengers movie or the second one? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I also was like, oh, so you had a secret pager to get to the most powerful superhero ever, and yeah. when Earth was being invaded by aliens for the first time ever, you didn't you didn't think to use that? You didn't think to just maybe yeah, just as a yeah. backup? So like Marvel has come out because I, I I don't know why I do this, but I read their statements they they put out every now and then, <laughs> and they've said that officially Captain Marvel will be the strongest Marvel superhero to date. So, mm-hmm. like, more than Thor in this movie, who almost killed Thanos single-handedly. Right. So, I'm like, Nick Fury has had a pager to her this entire time, like, pre-Iron Man, and not once has he used this thing? <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, I, I mean, there are, let's even think to Captain America Winter Soldier. Hmm. Hydra has infested... All oh of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, yeah. they're going like, to kill millions and millions of people. Hey, do you maybe just want to call somebody who could probably take care of this with about as much effort as it takes to comb her hair? Do you think? Yeah, so, like, now, they're, they're going to have a movie about her uh, in the next few years. Yeah. Which I presume is, A, a prequel, obviously. I, I believe it's set in the 1980s. Yeah, and B, it's supposed to explain why, like, she hasn't been there for basically anything. Mm-hmm. But, like... T- they're going to have to, like, spin some straw into gold here because, like, my um, 
my like plausible like deniability here. It can only go so high before it's just like, yeah, no. They, I'm sure they're gonna trust. Oh, she's in a different dimension, or you know, she's on a different planet. But it's like, no. If Nick Fury can page her from Earth, it doesn't. She could be in in Walmart for all I care. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter. It makes no difference where she is. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So now I don't have anything good to say about that. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> that that he's had this pager this whole time, and now now he's decided to use it. Not not in all the really awful things that happened. Not when Ultron was about to wipe out humanity. Oh no, that's not Captain Marvel worthy. And bear in mind that in this scenario, he doesn't even know the scope of what's happening. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know it's half the actual universe. He just knows it's a bunch of people in New York are up and disappearing. Yeah, he doesn't even know it's even half the planet yet. It's just, oh, yeah. people, half the people in New York are disappearing. That's it. Yeah. Really, all he knows is half the people in my immediate vicinity are disappearing. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to just go ahead and call this person. And and if she's really that powerful, my worry is that she's going to be OP. Like, like sort of, you remember how in Justice League, when Superman shows up? Oh, when Superman, then, like, single-handedly solved all the problems? Right, and you shrug your shoulders like, oh, so I guess... I guess the rest of you guys can probably just go go take lunch because seems like he's got it, and that's what I worry is going to be like with Captain Marvel. Is she's going to show up, and then at that point, what's Captain America doing? Is he just hanging around and and? Yeah, I'm worried about that. Plus, I feel like it would. I mean, Superman kind of did this in Justice League, but at least you know there was like some kind of a team, you know, semblance in Justice League. I, I'm worried that. Captain Marvel's going to show up, be incredibly OP, and it's just going to undermine everything all the Avengers have been through. Right, like up to now. If, if only this person had just shown up ten years ago, things would have yeah. been a lot easier for everybody. Yeah. Like, oh, Thor, you wouldn't have had to lose an eye and your <laughs> kingdom and your brother and your hammer. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things would have just been a lot easier if you had just stuck around. And and then I wonder how she gets to be so powerful because I, her her powers are derived from the Kree, right? In the comics, yes. I don't know how they're going to do it in. Yeah. The movies, obviously. Maybe they'll stick to the same, like, origin, I mean, Because but... part of my wondering is, like, so, if, if they're derived from the Kree, then how did the Kree get to be so powerful? And if they're so powerful, why aren't they the big threat? But, yeah. Uh, I mean... Well, I know in, in the comics, the Kree, like, they're big rivals with the Skrulls, and, like, right. they're always at war and yeah. stuff. So I think that was, like, the natural, like, limiter on them was, like, they, they were a big threat, but they were just fighting this other big threat over here. And every now and then it would like spill onto Earth, but mo- oh, wow. for the most part, it's like it's like a space thing. Yeah. In the movies, eh. <laughs> I don't I don't know how they're gonna play. I mean, I have I have to watch the. Just it's my worries that it's gonna be like when Superman showed up at the end of Justice League, and he is single handedly just taking on Steppenwolf like he's nothing at this point. Yeah. And it just undermines the fact that the rest of the team has been trying their hardest to try to just hold their own against him the entire time. And I just worry it's the same thing. She's gonna show up. And she's going to start just whipping Thanos around like he's nothing. And it's going to undermine the entire previous movie. Like, wow, maybe we should have just called her at the beginning. Yeah, oh, Thor wouldn't have had to blast himself with the power of a sun to hold a gate open for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's just, I I just worry that that's what it's going to turn into. Is, is she's going to show up and it's going to yeah, be I hope just not. like Superman showing up at the end of Justice League. And it's, it's just, she's way OP and it just undermines any of the struggle and the conflict that it happened up until that point and and you imagine that given that up until now the marvel writers have been more i would say adept at their job than the dc writers so maybe they won't do that because i thought that was pretty bad writing but i i mean they, their initial announcement 
that she's going to be the most powerful person so far makes me nervous about that. Yeah, like especially when like they in in no uncertain terms they said like most powerful meaning stronger than Thor even. Right, and uh, I mean I so close to killing Thanos. That's the thing is, is at the end Thor was pretty powerful. In fact, he 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 stabbed Thanos in the chest with an axe and blasted past the Infinity Gauntlet to do so. Mm-hmm. So that makes me a little bit worried that she's going to show up, and then it, it's just I'm just seeing Steppenwolf and Superman again in my head, and just she just shows up and she's like, I'm a fan of truth and also justice, and punches him in the face, and just yeah. just is able to manhandle Thanos the way that Superman able was able to manhandle Steppenwolf, and it just takes the conflict right away yeah well we'll see but i I have my doubts i mean they they gotta show she's the most powerful hero right can't just say it you know she's gotta do something i mean you gotta do it and i i mean i'm okay if she's able to hold her own against thanos in the way that some of the others haven't been able to but i saw tony stark do a pretty decent job of holding his own against thanos so i i i really started wondering is like so next to tony stark i mean the whole to be better than stronger than everyone else you basically need to just be able to toss him around well, I mean, yes and no, because Tony Stark literally made him bleed like a little bit. Yeah, like his one hundred and ten percent, you know, capabilities is like, oh, I made you bleed, and the Thanos even says that he's like, oh, I, I shed one drop of blood. Yeah, he Good said like you. all that work for a drop yeah, of blood or something. All that work like for that. that. Yeah, congratulations. Then he just like manhandles him afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I like really if I that's why that's why I'm I'm going to use not Tony Stark I'm going to use Thor as the comparison because Thor did some damage to him. Yeah, Thor Thor stabbed him in the chest, and in fact Thanos even commented that wow if you had just thrown that at my head this whole thing would have been over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like if you just hit me in the head you would have killed me. Like <laughs> yeah. Which, which I thought was really, I, I appreciated the line. I really thought it meant something to be like, yeah, so, uh, you, you could have just finished this if you just aimed for the head. Yep, you were this close, buddy. This close. Too bad, so sad. Snap. Yep. Alright, so, we've spent an inordinate amount of time talking about a character that wasn't in this movie, but was teased in the last, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> a character who hasn't even appeared yet. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I think it's a valid concern. But let's let's talk about some of the stuff that actually happens in, in this movie, because I feel like even though we personally, and I don't know about you, maybe you've gone to see it more recently, I haven't seen it since opening weekend. I actually, in preparation for this Hero Talk, saw it again earlier today. Oh, wow, good for you, because <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Um, Mostly because it, it had been so long that aside from, like, the ending, I did not remember yeah. almost anything that happened. Well, that's the other thing. So I'm glad the, I went to see it again. It, 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 the ending is so impactful, and it's literally the last thing you see if you don't count the, the, the stingers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, th- I mean that's what they leave you with, and so that's what you sort of have to, to think about and, and to, to work on. But uh, and it, it's almost like he snapped his fingers and half my memories of the movie disappeared, too. Everything in balance, as it should be. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about Josh Brolin for a second, and let's let's actually talk about Josh Brolin and Thanos. I think what I appreciated is that uh, out of all the characters in the movie, Thanos is the only one who actually got an arc. Yes, he did. And nobody else got an arc, and that kind of annoys me a little bit. But then at the same time, like, there's how many heroes were in this movie? Like thirty-seven. I oh, mean, it was Jesus. it was ridiculous. It's like, it's like a million of them. So you have to pick and choose. And you, we saw this in the previous Avengers movies. You know, like there's uh, Tony Stark basically got to have an arc in Avengers, and everyone else had maybe mini arcs. You know, but like he's if he's that. the one he's the one who actually got the full on story from beginning to end. And in Avengers two, I mean, it's I don't think anyone had an arc in Avengers two. 
I would be really hard pressed to to say that. Um. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe Scarlet Witch learned not to bewitch people. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe Scarlet Witch. Uh, I don't know. Incidentally, but... <laughs> played by Elizabeth Olsen, who we haven't talked about before, who's the younger sister of the Olsen twins. Yes, yes. There, that's that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just I don't I can't think of any arcs in in the second one and in the third one it was Thanos because none of the heroes had an arc at all. And can I say how refreshing it is to see some to see a supervillain actually get development for once besides Loki? Like yeah, the the last time I saw a supervillain get this kind of development, it was uh it was Kingpin in the Daredevil series on Netflix. Ah, great series, great series. Which, which is a very good series, and uh, yeah, I just I I didn't I didn't see anything from the heroes. It was nice to have, and his the thing is is that his motivation works. It's better than his comic book motivation, which was silly and pardon the expression, but comic booky. I gotta please death. Yeah. So, and at least in this, like he he's coming from a place you can understand. He's he's at this point where like I under I, he basically is saying like yeah this is a terrible thing and it's awful and the weight of it is going to have to weigh on me but the universe will die if I don't do this yeah basically they've basically um, magnetized him or magnetized him like yeah. <laughs> you understand it you get him right so you understand where he's coming from now like and and I I have read all kinds of think pieces about the uh, the moral philo- philosophical background uh, directly comparing him to uh to Captain America who Captain America was very Kantian in his like no we don't sacrifice even if it's one person for the for the greater yeah. good we don't sacrifice them unless it's me because I'm Captain yeah, America you, and I'll sacrifice very much myself left and the right opposite but. viewpoint of Thanos right no yeah. one could sacrifice us. Thanos is like I'll sacrifice everything right which is uh, I mean it's an important note because that's kind of what we want from our superheroes we we don't we don't want Tony Stark to learn what he's doing go, oh Oh, that is a very valid point. You know what? Maybe, uh, why don't you just go, uh, let, let, we'll help you look for the rest of the stones. I think that's probably the best, but. Oh, my, oh. Mm. Yeah, like, you can't do that. So everyone, the heroes have to be like in this all, no, you can't possibly do that. But in reality, especially if, if you, if you try to engage in political discourse online, and by the way, I don't recommend you do that, and, and don't, oh, no. don't ever do that, but. I'm not brave enough for politics. Oh, there, no. there are people who hold stances who maybe don't even realize they do a similar to to Thanos which is scary <laughs> which is scary yeah. but but the the philosophy out there exists they're like well what's best for the greatest number of people is this and other people might suffer or die as a result of such and such a policy but you, you have to try to do what's best for the mo- for the for the greatest number of people and you get you're getting this world of like so the needs of the many outweigh the needs of yeah, the few yeah. and we're getting Star Trek into this, yep. <laughs> yeah, and it, it gets it gets really, really messy because real life is messy and it's complicated and things aren't always as black and white as I mean, nobody wants to snap their fingers and commit genocide, but right. But you know, there there are people out there who are almost in the other people will suffer because of this and maybe not die, but other people will suffer because of this. But overall, to do the most good. Those people will have to suffer and endure it to to help out the most people. This this is, this is a real point of view is more similar to Thanos. But when it comes to superheroes, we want Captain America, no compromise. Even if and they had just you know let Vision die at the beginning of the movie, they really could have prevented all of this. Well, that's kind of since we're on the topic of needs of the many of the few Star Trek whatever. Like it kind of bugs me that they they basically gave half the stones to him. They, yeah. they just gave it to him. 
So, <laughs> like, uh, Doctor Strange maybe has some plausibility in there because he looked into the future and he's like, ah, I see one future where we win. Yeah, the, the, he gets the only buy because he saw a future where he wins. So when he just hands over the stone, yeah. most, most of us are left to believe, like, well, he clearly saw the future in which they win. And in that future, he just hands the dude the stone. And he's even all cryptic about it. He's like, no, no, Tony. Now we're in the end game. Then he disintegrates. But right. <laughs> I, I wonder if he also looked in the future where he told everybody about the future where they win and then they didn't win. So that's why he's being so unnecessarily cryptic about it. I wonder if he also saw the future where he just cut off Thanos' arm with a portal. Yeah. Or maybe and just ended that there. Maybe he just <laughs> put Thanos in a never ending fall in some dimension. Although I guess with the space stone, it doesn't really work. Well, that's why you cut off his arm first. With a portal, because that's what happened to that one guy. Yeah, it is what that happened one, to that one guy. Yeah. yeah, that one guy who lost his arm. Well, portal. or maybe, maybe, um, Doctor Strange puts Star Lord in one of those portals that just falls <laughs> indefinitely, and then they just take the gauntlet off him, and then everyone's happy. Oh, like he had that thing like by his fingertips before he grabbed it back from Spider Man. It's like, that's, oh my that, god! And, and you know what really bothers me the most about that scene, and and I I haven't seen this pointed out, so this might actually get to be a fresh take for Hero Talk. But the whole idea there is that Star-Lord is so mad that Gamora was killed that he, he loses control and, and has to start hitting him in the face. And that's that's how then Mantis loses him and then he wakes up and he gets it back. So Drax, whose entire family was killed based on Thanos' wishes and who wants to kill Thanos more than anything, uh, he was able to keep his cool. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there was an earlier scene where they had to put him to sleep because he was going to ruin the element of surprise, Drax. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was like at is that the collector's like shop or yeah, whatever? Yeah, at, the, at the, the fake collector's shop. Yeah, like they had to like restrain him, and when that didn't work, they had to l- literally knock him out. That's how like hell bent he was on vengeance. Yeah, and he was and able to he was, keep it together for the play. Yeah, but Star Lord, and I mean, so they 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 the Russo brothers were asked. I say they as though like everyone remembers when I mentioned the Russo brothers twenty minutes ago. But the Russo brothers were asked if Star Lord's going to get any kind of retribution in the next movie, and of course they said, "Well, well, no, because he's he's dead now." Oh, okay, okay, sure. Because he really needs something in the next movie to sort of have some retribution for that. Because there's a lot of people who directly yeah. Otherwise, blame him. he'll be that guy who let Thanos get away with it. <laughs> and it, it's hard to argue because even I saw the movie. I'm like, so what really bothers me the most is that would have worked if it wasn't for Star Lord. Yeah. And it just feels like Doctor Strange really should have just, since he'd already looked in the future, probably would have seen a future where what would happen if I just put Star Lord in like a never-ending fall loop just till we get the gauntlet and then. We could bring him back. Well, even even then, because uh, like Iron Man, because uh, he was tugging on the gauntlet with with, with Spidey, mm-hmm. he stops. Like poor Spider Man's like by himself trying to pull this thing off. He stops and he starts like talking to him. It's like Iron Man, just pull him away. Like yeah. what are you doing? Just just blast him with one yeah. of your <laughs> one of your propulsors. You can apologize later when you're all yeah. still alive somewhere. It's like it's like why aren't you doing anything? Like Doctor Strange again. I give some plausible deniability to because you know he saw the future. Iron Man doesn't know any of this. Yeah. He just sees Star Lord just start punching Thanos He's in the face. He's trying to like, talk him down. He's like, wait, you yeah. know what? Maybe, maybe be a little bit more progressive, Spidey. Why don't you just web him up? Yeah, you have, you got two hands. Just web him. The dude's still sleeping. Mantis got him. That was a solid plan. Yeah, yeah. It was just. I feel like they could have done that better. Right. I, I and it and it was also it was so. It was so broadcast, you know, when he's like, where's Gamora? I'm like, oh, I guess I see how this fails. Yeah, it, it felt kind of forced. 
It really, I mean, I get it. You had to have a way that you could have almost done it, and will they, but then it doesn't work. And, and I, I understand that, but it was still kind of lame. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe Gamora, when she has the the one essential piece of information in her head that, that Thanos needs in order to get the Zul Stone, maybe don't you go after Thanos. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, so we're going to go after Thanos. But I have this piece of information, so you have to promise to kill me. Well, how about how about instead of making... Star-Lord promised to kill you for giving up that piece of information. How about you just go to the other side of the universe? <laughs> but why don't you just go with, with Rocket and Groot? Yeah, go, go help <laughs> Thor. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, just help Thor out for a little bit. Wouldn't that seem like a, a better... I, I don't know. This is basically the movie equivalent of Super Mario Brothers, where Bowser has the axe that can kill him just sitting there. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and it was... I'm. Uh... And then, you know, and then she knows, she knows that when Thanos gets this piece of information, he can commit cosmic genocide. Mm-hmm. But she was able to withstand Nebula being tortured for all of about three seconds before she just gave it up. Yep. Uh, it's just, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just seemed like things were just falling into place. And then, of course, when, when Red Skull, uh, by the way, Red Skull, um. <laughs> I was very surprised to see him. So I was, you know, I was thinking, not that I thought he was going to appear in this movie, because I, I will say that did catch me by surprise. But I had even given some thought as I was, you know, kind of preparing myself to go see it that, you know, it would be nice if they could figure out a way to bring Red Skull back to kind of, because he just suddenly disappeared when he touched an Infinity Stone. So, like, wouldn't it be nice if they found a way to bring him back? Um, and sure enough. And they did. Now, again, I, w- I didn't think they would. I was as surprised as anyone else when he showed up because I didn't think they would. But I thought it would be nice if they found a way to work him into this movie. And so it was cool that they did. Played by uh, Rose Markand, I think is the, is the guy's name. He's from The Walking Dead. That's that's what I know. Yeah, because I know Hugo Weaving, I think, had said he had no interests. Right. But I that's, mean, that's the, why I thought, oh, we'll never see Red Skull again yeah. then because Hugo Weaving's just like, nah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was kind of why I thought I'd never see it. But the, the nice thing about a character like Red Skull is that um, it, it, the, the face isn't the most important part they can true they, they do that in posts so you just need somebody who can yeah. sort of sound like him and we haven't seen him in so long that the fact that he didn't sound exactly like hugo weaving wasn't that big a deal it's kind of why i thought kind of go off tangent a little bit that back in winter soldier when black widow showed off the, that little like facial disguise thing yeah i was like oh that's that's how they're gonna bring red skull back like he's been there this whole time, the disguise. Mm-hmm. I was wrong, sadly, but <laughs> no, that would have been cool. I mean, I'm I'm happy to see him back again. It's just he's in such a role now that I really honestly think that's it. That was the end. That's he's not coming back again after this. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that he's like guardian of the Soul Stone in space in the middle of nowhere by himself, is like he's he's done. Yeah, that's where he is now. In fact, now he's not even guarding anything. Now he's guardian yeah, he's, of the hole in the ground. Gamora's body. Yeah, which you when they said you have to sacrifice something you love, and then Gamora starts laughing, and I'm like, oh, Gamora, you haven't seen enough movies to know how what the twist <laughs> is here. Yeah, and he cries, and she's like laughing and laughing about it, and like, yeah, I I, I know how this ends for you. I've I've seen a couple of these movies. This this is the ironic part where you learn that he actually does love you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Even even Red Skull immediately figured it out. He's like, oh no, he's not crying for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Red Skull was on top of that. <sighs> All right. <laughs> I I feel bad nitpicking it. I I actually enjoyed watching this movie. You can't tell yeah. by the way I'm tearing it apart right now. I really did enjoy this movie. But I enjoyed this a lot more than uh, other Marvel films. Which I know also doesn't sound like it because we're ripping this movie apart. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but I'm, the problem is that this movie it, it suffers from the fact that it was a lot of stuff jam packed in there. So yeah, was, you know, I, I will say I think it was a little too busy at times. It, it was too busy at times, and and part of part of an issue with a, with a movie like this when things get busy is that you, you understand when they're doing these big giant fights, like when Thanos is tossing the moon at, at the people, a, a, a freaking moon. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, that's not going to kill or hurt anybody. <laughs> I don't Be- think, like, a single piece of debris even hit anyone. <laughs> no, because it's a Marvel movie. And, and that's not how people die in Marvel movies. They don't, they don't just, you know, catch unfortunate moons to the face. They're going to all survive it. <laughs> and, and they did. And so that's, you know, it's kind of an issue for me. I was also, I was very surprised. And this is why I, we need Superman. Superman <laughs> could have been hit by the moon. Superman would have just taken the moon and then shrugged it off because he's OP yeah. as all get out. <laughs> So we're, I'm not the first podcast to mention it, and I've, I've, as much as I've tried to avoid news about it, um, I, it's been a month, and I was sick and had nothing else to do. So I've listened to a couple of podcasts about it, and <laughs> so I will not. I understand I'm not the first one to point it out, but I noticed it in the theater <clears throat> is that when they start pairing people off, because what everyone always thinks about is like, oh, we want to see everyone sort of come together and all the strange team ups, and we really didn't see strange team ups, not counting Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, not counting Ash. Doctor Strange, because we're using our made-up <laughs> names, but <laughs> which is still a funny gag. But I mean, like it was still it was still Spider Man and Tony Stark, which you're used to seeing. Um, I did like I did like Thor and Rocket. That was a good Thor. Like, Thor and Rocket. Yeah. I would say Thor, Rocket, and Groot was the surprise. Yeah. And uh, by the way, Peter Dinklage played played uh, the dwarf, so that was pretty cool to see Peter the Dinklage. giant dwarf. He was giant, but I want to say the that they character was... in the whole movie that was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Dinklage is a great actor. It was, it was great yes. to see him in this movie. Yeah, he's great, great actor. Oh, you know, I, I have to mention real quick because it was a funny thing that I uh, I didn't know until uh, today is that when uh, when Gamora was approaching uh, Thanos in the alternate reality he had envisioned for her and in, in the reality stone. Oh, I, ha- I hated the reality stone in Thor and I hate it now. But <laughs> when, when she's approaching him and there's there's a character in the glass and the collector's like little thing, that is supposed to actually be the character Tobias Funke from Arrested Development. I, I didn't even notice his character, so I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it's because uh, he's blue, and he's sitting there in his cut-off jean shorts because he's a never-nude, and hmm. it's it's actually supposed to be Twilight's view because the Russo brothers worked on Arrested Development. I see. And it was actually it was supposed to be um, David Cross actually playing Tobias Funke, but uh, he had a con- he had a scheduling conflict, so it was just an extra painted blue with a mustache and jean shorts. <laughs> okay. So there you go. You, That's my you do you Russo brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my funny aside. Um, all right, so we are all over the place. So you know you know what really became um, really painfully obvious to me as I watched this movie is that Wakanda, with all its technology, and with, I mean, and it is, they have established, Wakanda is more technically advanced than anywhere else in the world. And no one else comes close. Nobody comes close. They could really benefit from some weapons with projectiles. I'm so glad you brought this up. I was going to go on to a rant about it. This is this is this is the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for as much as, as even even in Black Panther, which is a movie I loved, and they're there's like laughing and like, huh, they're still using guns. How primitive! And I get that when you're all wearing a uh, vibranium armor, it's primitive to have guns. But 
why don't why don't you have more? Because you've established that vibranium can be used to make guns. Claw had a vibranium Wakandan gun thing. Oh yeah, and they were they were going they were building these vibranium gun sonic blaster deals. Yeah, to send out to people all over the world. And then longer, well, he was going to put them all over, all across the world for yeah. an uprising. He he wasn't Where just handing out spears. <laughs> he was handing out projectiles, shooting sonic blaster guns, and then. When the invading armies of Thanos show up, they're just doing hand-to-hand combat. So, yeah, so in Black Panther, when they had, like, the big conflict at the end of the movie, I thought maybe this is some, like, ancient tribal tradition thing they were doing because, like, they were fighting over the kingship of Wakanda. Right. So they were sticking to to tradition. That's why they had the spears and the clubs. It's just like how they the two uh, kings fight hand to hand in ancient ritual combat. I thought right. which, which I makes that, perfect that sense. Pass yeah. In Black Panther, because maybe maybe that's what they were doing. But then the, the alien army attacks them, and they're still doing that. I was like, oh, they really have just spears and energy capes. That's it. Right, and, and it just it just really <laughs> felt like at that point in time, like maybe maybe if you guys got some of those stockpiles that Killmonger was going to ship out, and you just maybe grabbed a handful of those. I was a little disappointed that, you know, they go out of the way to give uh, Winter Soldier or White Wolf or whatever he's calling himself now, they give him a new vibranium arm, which, I mean, pretty cool. Now he's got a new vibranium arm. That thing's not going to, you know, Tony Stark's not going to blast that one off. Yeah, pretty cool. Right. And then they give him uh, just a regular old rifle. And I remember not thinking... Not a myself, vibranium weapon. Yeah. Do you want to maybe give him a vibranium? I mean... If it's that big a deal that you got to call him out of retirement, do you maybe want to give him a, a Wakandan weapon? Maybe something that he could do some real damage with? Or even, at the very least, you bring out the rhinos that you had. I mean, <laughs> Th- those rhinos could have done some damage, and, and yeah, they didn't like, even where, bring where those, those out. Killer rhinos at. Yeah, I just I just felt like the Wakandan army was was as cool as it looked. You know, they have them all rushing towards them, and you know, with Captain America and Black Panther way out in the front because they're the superhumans. And and as much as it was great to see a lot of my favorite characters from Black Panther again, and I liked a lot of them, and it was uh, it was really fun to see them. But um, I think they really could have benefited from some projectile weapons. Yeah, to, I feel to the like... extent that you just you open up the gate in that one section, and then instead of rushing shooting. it, you just shoot yeah. it. I feel like if we like kept the shield. But replace the Wakandans with like any like modern military today, they could have held the line a little bit longer. <laughs> right, and and yeah, a little bit longer. Wakanda has the best technology. They have the technology where they can just sit there and shoot it and hold the line indefinitely. And but, the worst part don't. of this is, like, Winter Soldier was effectively gunning down those people. <laughs> so you know that traditional weapons would have right. worked just fine. Like his regular rifle, assault rifle, was was mowing them down. I was like, so come on, guys. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get, you know, T'Challa and, and the Black Panther, and, and I get that he's a hand-to-hand combat guy, but this, this is one of those times where an effective projectile weapon is probably your the best use of, of your resources here. And I, and yeah. I just... And and the, it, what, it's not just like they don't use them; it's that they establish they have them, but it just didn't occur to them to not not yeah. have to, to fight the battle hand to hand when that's what they really should have been doing. Yeah, it's just ah, uh, like because I know in in the comics, Wakanda does use them. They but... sure do. Yes, they do. That's why it's so upsetting to me. When like they're they, still they not. use guns. They have giant. 
like tank sized robot cat robots. Like, that, like, like their their technology is insane. When I'm thinking about the Wakanda in the comics, in the comics, I think well that uh, that, that they would have been able to hold off that army easy. Yeah, it would not no it question. would not have even been a thing. They'd be like, oh, he's showing up with all these. All right, well, whatever, we can deal with it. We're freaking Wakanda. Yeah. But in this movie, it was it was a big deal, and I just feel like of all the things to nerf in your movie, did you have to nerf the entire nation of Wakanda? Apparently. I, I mean, you spent the entire movie of Black Panther establishing this world very effectively. This is the time to show what they're really capable of, and I felt that they failed to do that. Plus, I mean, like, if you wanted it to be a close battle, you didn't, like, all you needed was Thanos. Just yeah. have him show up. So then then Thanos shows up, yeah, and then you can show the tide turn. Yeah, instantly Wakanda stops being a yeah. nuisance. <laughs> he All of a sudden, all your weapons turn into bubbles, you know? Yes! <laughs> yeah, then then you have to do the running, you know, show up. The running with the spears and spears, the swords. Yeah, because and... then that's what you've got. But, yeah, yeah, they wanted a big Lord of the Rings battle, and by God, they're going to get one. <laughs> yeah, it just—I mean, nobody, nobody in all of Wakanda said like, "Hey, maybe, maybe we should use the shooty guns, the shooty, oh. the shooty weapons for this." This seems like a seems so like a shooting. Speaking of the shooty weapons, I'm going to give a shout out right now. All right, with the notable exception of Thor, the one guy who racked up more kills than anyone else, War Machine. Oh yes, he did. <laughs> Yeah, he just carpet bombed them. I was like, yes. Well, he did what War, War Machine, Machine does. If this I was is War what Machine, he is, this is what he does. Yes, modern modern firepower. I love it. Yeah, and, you know, and in War Machine, he becomes sort of like a little bit. He gets like alien tech, and like his suit becomes pretty amazing in the comics. Mm-hmm. And I think this is now like a really good time for the sequel since he didn't become dust. Oh is, yeah, have Rocket like just tune him up. Yeah, I mean, like, just I, here's what I'm thinking right now. Is you have Rocket and and Shuri just revamp the 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 War Machine armor? Yeah, and he could he I mean if if they do that, he's more powerful than Tony Stark in the next movie. Oh, easily. No, they're not going to do that because clearly they couldn't even be bothered to give Winter Soldier a new gun, so they're they're not going <laughs> to not going to revamp the War Machine armor. But I'm I'm just saying you have two of probably the the most technologically advanced engineers in the entire galaxy there right now. And your power is entirely built off of what Tony Stark can make. And they relatively, they didn't directly establish, but they relatively established that Shuri is probably a better engineer than Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. She basically called uh, Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, and Ultron combined, uh, like, amateurs. Yeah. Basically. Basically, when I th- and I thought it's it's a very powerful thing to establish her because she she just has this engineering mind. She's thinking on levels beyond what other people were, were thinking, and mm-hmm. so I my next thought was, all right, so let's get her to design some stuff for us. <laughs> How about I, you give everyone vibranium suits and weapons? Yeah. And <laughs> you know, my, my my other thought was, we know there's more than one vibranium suit out there because it, at the very least, they've they've established that. They the the Black Panthers sort of make their own suit. There's at least one more in in, in the, probably two because I'm I'm sure they didn't bury Killmonger in the suit. Uh, why, why don't you toss one of those to Captain America? Yeah, there's at least two more. There's Killmonger's and there's Black Panther's old one. Yeah, which he got rid of for his new ones. So there's, there's three suits yeah. total. Maybe hand those out. Maybe <laughs> maybe Shuri should get one and and maybe. I'm I'm just saying, like this is not the time to be stingy right now. Yeah, this, this should have been like guns blazing, literally. 
Yeah, this is where you pull out all the stops. This is when, like, okay, so you are you are not a Black Panther, but you get a special one-time exception to the rule, and you get to use the suit on account of global genocide. Plus, I feel like if we're talking about giving out guns, give poor Captain America his gun back. He used it to shoot Nazis <laughs> in First Avenger. Yeah, I all, think all aliens of a sudden he's so gun-averse, and I, I just yeah. don't, you know, I... I mean, at least give him a shield he can throw. I mean, no, no, yeah. don't get me wrong. I thought his Wakandan claw shields were pretty cool, and and they would have been really cool if they could also shoot too. But that's that's another thing <laughs> that we've been that we've already talked about. But I just I felt like you know just hook them up. You guys have the technology. Yeah. All right. So anyway, all right. That's 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 enough talking about about Wakanda. And and the Black Panther, except that oh, T'Challa. Man, I was so upset when T'Challa disappeared. That pro probably bothered me the most, because up until that point, the only people that had disappeared were sort of quasi side characters. Oh yeah, it was it was Winter Soldiers, like yeah, okay, so Winter uh, Soldier, Falcon. Falcon, um, you know, the, not not main characters. Characters I still like, but not like yeah. main characters. And then and then I think also oh, uh, he was who is he checking up on. Black Panther was... Uh, that one, I, I always forget her name, but it's like his right-hand person with a spear. He's like his bodyguard. Yeah, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying to think is. of the character's name. She's it was It's uh, the actress from The Walking Dead, and I'm trying to think of the character's name. Because I, I, I thought her character was great because she was almost the um, the voice of the audience. Yeah. You know, like when Scarlet Witch shows up, it's like, why, is she, why was she up here this whole time? You know? <laughs> You're telling me that we had this power available and we've been sitting here and fighting them hand to hand? If only she had said something about the guns, though. Yeah, she probably did, but no one listened to her. Probably. Um, all right, so you just got to make sure that we actually do call her out. So Denai Guerrera is the actress's name, and um, I think it's uh, Okoye is the character's name. Okoye, yeah. Okoye, thank you. Uh, and Yeah, so Okoye is the character's name, and so I thought Okoye was about to disappear. And then T'Challa disappears. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, T'Challa, you can't. You got a sequel. And, oh, then, and then almost immediately everyone's like, so is Shuri going to be the new Black Panther? Like, no. No, no they're just going to undo all this. Yep. Oh, man. And that, that's the worst part of the ending is you just know they're going to undo all of it. Mm-hmm. It just makes it sad. But, uh... Like, the Black yeah. Panther made so much money for Marvel. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, it, it made all the money. Um, It was a good movie, by the way. I mean, I I don't want to take away from that movie. I know that we've been sort of picking on Wakanda a little bit. and But that's that's the Avengers problem. That's not that's not Black Panther's problem. Yeah, Black yeah, Panther is, did a great job establishing problem. that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, trying to think, who else did we see disappear? Groot. That was sad. Groot. Uh, basically, the Guardians of the Galaxy, except Rocket disappeared. Ro- Rocket's the only one around, so clearly yeah. that has to get undone before the sequel shows up. Um, uh, of course, there's Spider Man. Th- yeah, that was the other big one. That was the uh, that was the one where they definitely tried the emotional pull there. Oh, so I thought. I honestly thought that was kind of funny, like completely honest, like because like it's okay. I'm going to use Black Panther as my example here. So T'Challa, like he's like mid sentence. He's like, here, let me help you up. And then he just like poops. Mm -hmm. But Spider-Man, he gets like this dramatic death scene. (laughs) Yeah. Most everybody else didn't know they were disappearing. I mean, Groot knew. Um, And I think uh, Falcon knew. Yeah. But like I I can buy it because people are saying, oh, that's a spider sense. Okay, that's fine, but Spider-Man still took like three times longer to disintegrate right. than Again, anyone T'Challa else. T'Challa was mid-sentence. He had yeah. no idea he was disintegrating at the time. Yeah, and he's he's is he the only one who didn't know 
when it happened? Um, I'm trying to think, like I uh, think maybe Falcon didn't know. No, Falcon knew. He was looking at his hands when it happened. Okay, maybe. Okay, no, the no, no. I think it was just T'Challa. T'Challa's so hardcore, he's disintegrating, and he's still just checking up on people. That's, that, that's I, how that's how awesome he is. That's what, that's what I got out of that. T'Challa's like, I don't have time to disintegrate. I got to make sure everyone's okay. I'll I'll I'm gonna need to ask if she's okay, and then I'll finish disintegrating. Yeah. Uh, see, who else disintegrated? But yeah, like you hit Spider Man. He's like, you know, like clutching on to. Yeah. Tony Stark for 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 dear life. I was like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel so. Yeah, because it's they're just trying to to make a, a really. They're trying to milk it out of the audience. Like, oh, right. look how they're, sad they're trying this to make a is. very emotional death for for to try to set up something for Tony Stark to make it emotional for for right. his character development. Incidentally, and I I need to point this out. Uh, so the only time I really heard any audible gasps from the audience was when uh Tony Stark got stabbed in the chest. And I would in say, side. yeah, yeah, and and so I when that happened, I think a lot of people thought, oh, that's it, that's how Tony Stark dies, not really realizing that nothing in this movie would matter and no death means anything anymore. But plus, he has extremis still anyway, so he can just heal any injuries or right. whatever. But I mean, that's still a thing. Iron Man three, you ruined that one. Yeah, that's still a thing, and clearly part of what did its its thing there because he. He used it, and it's basically it's the extremis armor now. They they've they've tried to explain it that like you know the nanomachines aren't in his bones, but in the thing in his chest. But yeah. Anyway, it's it's just that that whole thing had basically next to no impact on anything that really happened. Like he got stabbed in the chest, and he's like, "No, don't kill him," because I guess he was important. And then Tony Stark just shrugs off the stab in the chest, and then he was good. He just sprays some nanomachines on it, and he's good. Yeah. I mean, which I guess makes sense, because I'm pretty sure that in the first Avengers movie, Captain America got shot in the chest a couple of times, then he still went out for shawarma later, so that's what I mean, happens. I mean, we've already established how bad the Chitari are at their jobs, so... Yeah. Two blocks. They couldn't conquer two blocks of New York. <laughs> no, they, they couldn't, and there was a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like maybe Thanos should have just started trying to do this on his own in the first place. Which is why, like, it really... Like, there's a flashback to when he met he meets Gamora... Mm-hmm. And the Chitari are like destroying everything. I'm just like, where where were where were these Chitari? Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, over the next twenty some years, the Chitari got really complacent. And that's not even counting before Thor started, you know, throwing lightning bolts and killing all of them. It's just like, where where were these Chitari? Yeah. Oh, this Chitari. And then, and here's the sad thing. Because when you think about the beginning of the Avengers, at that point in time, uh, he had two Infinity Stones. Oh yeah. I mean, basically, he are, he had the the mind stone because he gave it to Loki, and Loki gets his hand on the the space stone at one point, and instead of just bringing it back to him, he tries to orchestrate this invasion and loses them both. Yep. Oh, if only you just maybe just hung on to him and just put them in the gauntlet, and then started your little crusade. Yeah, imagine that. I don't know. He was he he, he wasn't a real dude back then. He still wasn't talking, so I guess he was just a guy in a chair. The chair was too important. Yeah. He just, he really needed, once once he took things in, in his own hands, then he did a, a much better job, but... He, he just needed the proper lumbar support from the chair, and once he had it, then he was ready to get up and start doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Even, even Thanos needs proper lumbar support. He, he probably just had, like, a bulge disc or something. Yeah. Yeah, and you get the right therapy for it, and, I mean, he's not Batman, he can't just put himself in some form of traction and whip it into place and then just start doing push-ups right away yeah he, he can't he can't do push-ups and heal himself that's that'd be crazy that's that's no because he's not batman right 
<laughs> that was that was ridiculous. I was can I guess we knew we need to mention the Stanley cameo, right? That's what I do. Oh, uh, it was honestly not the best of Stanley cameos. I I really thought that after, and I want to say it was Guardians two when we established he's sort of among the Watchers. I really I really thought that was sort of just going to be the it. Like we're you know we've we've. We've now established that he's a watcher, and we all, and so we don't have to watch for him everywhere and, anymore because it doesn't matter. See, I took that scene differently. I thought the watchers had basically abducted him because he was everywhere and could tell them all the stuff that was happening. Because hmm. then they just abandoned him later. He's just like, "Where are you, where are you guys going?" And he's just like, and they're just like, "Whatever." Hmm. I see. I, I read that as he was one of the watchers, and he's telling them about all the stuff he saw on Earth. I know that's a really big theory, but I don't think he is. I think that works better. Oh, I, I agree, it works. <laughs> I just don't think it is. All right. So, anyways, that was that was his that was his cameo and school I, bus driver. Yep. I guess we need we need to talk about somebody who didn't didn't appear in this movie as much as I thought he would, and that's the Hulk. Oh man. Like that bothered me so much. He's in the previews in Wakanda fighting next to everybody. There is a pop vinyl figure of the Hulk busting out of the Hulkbuster armor and then just no shows. Just yep. just absolutely no shows in, in the end. Like people talk about how like Star-Lord's character was like kind of messed up because of how he went ballistic on Thanos. It was like, mm-hmm. "What what are you guys talking about? They made the Hulk a coward." Yeah. <laughs> They made the Hulk too scared to come out of Bruce Banner. Just because for the for the first time, actually, let's be the second time because Thor got him pretty good in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, for the for the second time in his life, he, there was someone he couldn't out smash. Right. And he, the Hulk, just he basically just like went to his room and was like, "No, mm-hmm. I'm not fighting. No." I was like, "Come right. on." There, there had better be a pretty good payoff of that in the next movie. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, are you gonna do the Hulk dirty like that? Like, it should have been the opposite. Like, that should have like pissed him off so much that he lost to someone. Mm-hmm. He should have gotten like three times stronger just from that rage alone. Right. I, I, but I, he I, didn't. My my only thought is that the end result of this is Smart Hulk. Because if if Bruce Banner can't count on the Hulk to take over, then he has to find a way to bring the Hulk out while he's still in control. And I think the the end result is Smart Hulk. I guess it's it's a theory. It's just my theory. And maybe they think that Smart Hulk can maybe carry a, a, a solo movie. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I don't here. know. I feel like if they were gonna do that, like they because they kind of teased it a little bit with Gladiator Hulk and Ragnarok. It wasn't like Smart Hulk, but it was like a smarter Hulk. He was he was certainly more vocal than we've seen yeah. Hulk in the past. I mean, previously we've seen Hulk say what um um Hulk smash Betty puny god puny god. I, I think that might be it. I, I, he doesn't have many lines. Yeah, not a big talker. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was just frustrating when you keep waiting for the Hulk to show up and then he doesn't show up and you know he's going to show up because he was in the previews but apparently they cut that part out. And again, there is a pop vinyl a pop vinyl that exists. <laughs> Of the Hulk busting out of the Hulkbuster armor, which seems like that would have been a really cool visual. It would have, but uh, so I don't know if you if you were aware of this, Greg. But um, Marvel is known for putting fake preview shots out there. Mm-hmm. So, like for instance, the the scene where Thanos has arrived on Earth, and he's he's coming for Vision, mm-hmm. and Captain America is like holding him off with all his mights. In the trailers for it, Thanos only has, like, one or two stones in the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. When really, in the movie, 
he's only missing one. Right. So, I mean, like, they, they've clearly edited, or, like, in other instances, like, the Hulk is in Wakanda, when it's actually the Hulkbuster, and mm-hmm. there's no Hulk. Right. So it's like, trailers always lie, is, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the trailers <laughs> Don't lie. believe them, especially where Marvel's concerned. It happens in DC trailers, too, but that's usually due to extensive rewrites. Yes. <laughs> this is this was deliberate, like, we're just <laughs> editing this. Yeah. And I mean, I guess like good for them, but... Then the big problem here is that the with, with the snap of the fingers and all the big characters that died, and now that we know it's not permanent, nothing that happened previous to this movie has any weight to it. Yeah. I mean, legitimately, you could snap your fingers and bring back anybody who's died in any of the previous films. We could we could get Peggy Carter back. We could. That'd be interesting. Be fun they, to they, see. They could bring back... Killmonger. They could bring back oh, yeah. Obadiah Stane. <laughs> Any, anybody could come back now. It's 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 all it's all wide open now that we've established this sort of power exists. Mm-hmm. So they, there's got to be a way at the very end to at least um, destroy everything. And so here's here's a point I want to bring this up because it's it's bothered me a little bit and I haven't heard this hot take before either. So hopefully this is the first time that anyone's given it. So fresh takes. Hero talk first. Here we go. Yeah. Um, so when, when Thor's uh, at, at the star with Peter Dinklage, I don't remember the character's name, and if I saw it, I, I probably couldn't either. say it right. Peter Dinklage. So Peter Dinklage. And Peter Dinklage says that Thanos commissioned him to make a gauntlet that could harness the power of the stones. So I'm under the impression that was a gauntlet that was created for Thanos by Thanos's request. So why is it in Thor Ragnarok, Odin has a fake Infinity Gauntlet just hanging out in his trophy room? You know, I don't know. Like, I've seen a theory that Odin maybe in the past had tried to do the same thing and for whatever reason just stopped but kept, like, a replica of it. I don't know. So why why would he have a replica and not just the I don't real know. Th- that's just, I, I, that's I don't know. I had no answers. Because, <laughs> I mean, they, they made it pretty clear that, because, you know, Thanos, he, he made his hands, I don't even know what Thanos did to the dude's hands, honestly. They're just encased I, in metal. I think he just, like, melted his hands in molten metal or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm not really sure what Thanos did. Killed all the other people that were there in the star and then, and then left. So, the thing wasn't done until Thanos did that. So, it wasn't like they made the gauntlet and then made the replica. The right. replica would have had to have existed first. And so that's just weird. Maybe they just made a blueprint for it, like hypothetically, just like they have. Like, <laughs> and Odin this... thought, "Hey, that that's cute. I'll put that in my trophy room." Well, it's like it's like how they had like Thor's axe. Like they just had a mold for it, just sitting around, not doing anything with it, until Thor was like, "Hey, I need something to replace my hammer." He's like, "I know just the weapon." <laughs> yeah. What's also really weird, and this is, I know I'm I'm now picking apart Thor Ragnarok, and I apologize for that, but I'm all over the place. Is that so the the Tesseract is so important because there's an Infinity Stone in there. So why wouldn't Hela take it? Seems like the kind of thing like, oh, that's, wow, an Infinity Stone. That could come in handy. That could come in handy later. Nah, one of the I don't six need it. things that controls a, prim- a primary aspect of the universe. That could, I could use that. Yeah, like, pe- people keep having these stones but deciding not to use them for any reason. And it's just weird to me. Yeah, you know, it make it makes me respect Red Skull a lot more because the second he got his hands on one, he immediately started using it to do some oh, stuff. Oh, he's like, oh, I can make laser guns out of this, and he, he just starts doing. It. Yeah, he, you know, 
Loki got his hands on one and immediately started turning people and and, and doing Loki stuff. Uh-huh. And then even even the Dark Elves, they they really wanted to get the Reality Stone and do some stuff. But then you get these other people who just like I just I just want to hold it. The, the collector just wants to hold it. You know, he Hella just likes them. the idea of having of having it in the yeah. throne. Like we're, you people, you all clearly understand what it does. I mean, with the collector, I understand. The collector is like, hey, don't touch this thing. It will it will blow everything up. You don't have that kind of power in your hands. Yeah, I got with him. I got the impression he had tried using it before, mm-hmm. and like he was testing it, and just it was just the tests all went horribly. Yeah, he, he, he like, knew he couldn't it. harness the power of one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and Ronan gets his hands on one, and even he's just like, I have one, and I am good to go. It's like, I'm I'm ready to smash some planets. Let's go. Yeah, and also, and I really got to point this out because. Uh, the the poor Novacore, their planet gets hit completely off screen before the start of the movie, and we oh. don't even we don't even know what happens to them. Oh, I called this. I called this back in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like when I saw their big plan to stop Ronan was to fly a big butterfly space net over his ship. I was like, oh, Thanos is gonna wreck them. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> it was he, so brutal. They don't he, even show it off screen. He That's wrecked them so bad it wasn't even worth showing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He just they just mentioned that he did it. Which sucks because like the Nova Corps in the comics you have, you know, Nova himself. Mm-hmm. And he he just he, I guess he just doesn't exist here. A- a- apparently not. Yeah, and they just have nets that they use. And, like that's the most disappointing thing I could ever think of for the Nova Corps and you went and did it. <laughs> yeah. Nets. <laughs> yep. Also, did you notice this at the very end of the movie, like after all the post credits and stingers? Instead of saying the Avengers will return, it said Thanos, Thanos will return. return. Yeah. I appreciated that, given that he was yes. the the main character of the movie. He was because he had an arc, and yeah. everyone else was, was He's just the only filler. one had an arc. Everyone else, I feel like they have half finished arcs. So, so anyway, now that we've kind of talked to death, here's here's something I thought it would be fun to try to spitball with with you. So, the Russo brothers said before this movie came out that they couldn't tell you what the name of the second one in the series was going to be, is because it would spoil the first one. And I remember thinking, like, what what is it you're going to call it that could possibly spoil this movie unless you call it, like, Avengers 4, Captain America Dies or something? It, what what do you think, what do you think they could possibly be willing to call the 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 next Avengers movie that would a have new spoiled beginning. it? But that's not really a spoiler, is it? It is. It, it's a new beginning. They're getting rid of the old Avengers. They're replacing them with all the new ones. Yeah, because everyone's coming up on the end of their contract. Because if you'll notice, all the original Avengers survived Thanos' culling. All of them, even uh, maybe not Hawkeye, because he, he's we don't ever see him. I, I'm I'm sure we're gonna see Hawkeye in the next one. That's <laughs> that's just my even my Black Widow survives this. <laughs> yeah. So they got the band back together, sans Hawkeye, and. <laughs> <laughs> man, you got to You know what? You have to respect Hawkeye. When the man retires, he retires. Oh like yeah, hardcore. There's a global He's power like, that's nope. uh, risking massive genocide. He's like, and what part of retired do you guys not understand? <laughs> not my problem. All right, retired. So speaking of retired people, Ant Man. He he's Ant- not retired. He's like yeah. on parole or something. I, I think the next the Ant Man movie, which is coming out in a few months, it's supposed to happen before Infinity War, and I think that's going to try to address like what he was doing and why he wasn't available for any of this. But have you seen the the comic of how Ant Man saves the universe? Like it's like it's like this little like web comic mm-hmm. someone made after Infinity War came out. No, I, no, I haven't seen that. So this, this is so this is like this is how Ant Man could have saved everyone. He shrinks down to the size of an ant. Crawls into Thanos' ear and then becomes normal sized. Yep, that would have done it. Boom. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, ah. That's why they couldn't have him here. He, he could have stopped Thanos. Yeah, he probably would have just tried to become giant again, and then Thanos probably. would have had to, like, shoot him with his gauntlet or whatever. Turn him into bubbles or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like Ant-Man. I'm, I'm probably going to watch his next movie, because I do like the character, but I I guess I gotta say, like, it, it just felt weird that he just wasn't even a phone call that anyone made at this point. And I hope yeah. they explain it in the next movie. They're, they're gonna have to. I mean, obviously, it has to be a prequel, because there's no way they're having their their typical hilarious Marvel hijinks in a 50% yeah. dead world. No, they, like, no they, they've established uh, officially that it's it occurs before Infinity War. Yeah, okay, it's like, it has to be. Which, yeah. is, uh, which is going to be like really jarring for people who go to see this post-Infinity right, War because, and know, they see like, the typical Marvel humor at work. They're like, mm-hmm. no, 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 this ends horribly. <laughs> yeah, like maybe the stinger is like, Captain America's calling, and, and he's just like, huh, well, maybe, I don't have time for that. Maybe the stinger is Ant-Man disintegrates. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> or the Wasp, maybe. No, I, I, if I had to pick which one I want in the next movie, I'd pick Wasp. I mean, she does everything he does except turn giant, so... Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I'm just to be perfectly honest, it's nothing against Ant-Man, it's just that I'm kind of a Hank Pym Ant-Man guy, and Scott Lang just doesn't do it for me. I, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. So, I mean, maybe I'm just a purist, but, and I, I don't know, I kind of, I like the Wasp as a character, even even if it's not the original Wasp, uh, I just, I, I've always kind of liked Wasp, so, it's just uh, my personal preference there, for whatever it's worth. <laughs> I, I have no actual real logical reason to back that up. <laughs> but, I mean, they have to show up in the next one, the original Avenger is still around, I'm sure we'll get to see Hawkeye, and then he'll do his thing, but since contracts are coming up, I think it's fairly safe to say in Avengers 4 that... Uh, Tony Stark and or Captain America are going to die. I'm going to call both of them die. At the very least, Captain America is going to die. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I would, I would put a hundred bucks on that right now. Um, they may let Tony Stark just get married to Pepper Potts and go into the sunset. Uh, I doubt that because let's say Tony Stark retires. Mm-hmm. Well, when Avengers Five happens, like, what? Where's Tony Stark? Is he seriously staying home with with Pepper Potts? Maybe he'll retire to like a pocket dimension somewhere or something. Maybe, but it feels like he would look like such a scumbag if like the world is in danger again. You know, where's Iron Man? Oh, he's in the Bahamas. He can't be bothered <laughs> right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I could see maybe if he ends up on a different planet, like maybe he tries to take over Titan. And I don't. Uh, I'm just. I don't know. That's why I feel like he has to die because, like, otherwise he seems unheroic if he just retires. I, I suppose it'd be like if Superman decided, you know what? I'm on vacation for my honeymoon right now. Dark side invading. Sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Batman. You're gonna have to handle this one without me. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. It's just. Yeah. And the only way to make that work is to kill him. That or or because of Infinity Gauntlet shenanigans, they recast him immediately. Yeah. Maybe when when they fix everything, turns out he's he's a different guy now. Yeah. Like it's just some new actor. All of a sudden, he looks like Josh Evans or something. Or something like that. Is Josh yeah. Evans so the name suddenly... of an actor? I just realized I said that. I'm like, I don't actually know if that's an actor. <laughs> I don't know, but it's like suddenly now you can have Robert Downey Jr.'s contract end and still keep Iron Man. Right? Yeah, he's just, he's just he just looks different. But yeah, magic guys, it's cool. I mean, I I think we're legitimately going to see Captain America get killed in something heroic because he's Captain America, and then I we'll see so. we'll see Bucky become the new Captain America for the next uh, Avengers. Yes, movie. I believe that will happen very soon. But I, I mean, if they kill Iron Man, I guess I guess 
what does War Machine finally get up to the big leagues? We finally get to see War Machine get get his due because if that's the case, let's kill this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for this. War Machine is amazing. He needs more screen time. I mean, just look at what he did to all those. I don't even know what they're called. Those four armed alien monsters. Yeah. He was. This, this is the them. first time I've seen War Machine actually be effective. Oh yeah, he was until Thor came. He was the most effective Avenger in that entire fight. He was outgunning the entire nation yeah. of Wakanda. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you think do you think we're done with Thor? Do you think Thor's gonna make it? Uh, I know. Um, he said he's he wants to do at least one more. Okay. So we might see one more Thor movie. Maybe where he like rebuilds Asgard or something. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, that, we're not gonna, that, I don't think we're going to see um, the Jane Foster Thor because I think Natalie Portman is officially done. Unless they recast, they Nat- could be. They, they could Jane recast. I, I, yeah, Jane Foster is done. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, it's it's. I, I have nothing against the character of Jane Foster, but I think Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth had absolutely no on-screen chemistry at all. Oh no, no! It was one of the the more t- terrible romances of the MCU. There's no no chemistry. No, and so I I would I would almost like to to see them try to recast the character because I would I wouldn't mind seeing Jane Foster Thor you know, if. if Chris Hemsworth doesn't want to do it anymore. If he wants to do it, let him do it, because he's Thor. But if he's done, and you need to have a Thor, um, that seems like the way to go. Or they could just go out, of, come out of left field, and do like Beta Ray Bill or something. I would, I would be okay with Beta Ray Bill. To be perfectly honest, I, I would with you. too. I, Thor's using his axe, so might as well. <laughs> yeah, he he is. I mean, it looks a little bit different, but he's still basically yeah. using his axe. Um, and on on the other side of the fence, maybe maybe Frog Thor. You can see Frog Thor show up. Ah, yes, Frog Thor, the mightiest of Thors. I'm pretty sure Frog Thor is getting a revival in the comics right now. Is he really? Uh, so they're starting a new series called Asgardians of the Galaxy, and I'm pretty sure Frog that, Thor. That pun that Marvel did was so, is so bad. it's so bad (laughs) accurate accurate but uh i i I do believe that um frog thor is going to be one of the asgardians of the galaxy (sighs) i'm not i'm not sure who else because really once you once you see frog thor you you don't you don't really pay attention to anyone else uh yeah yeah i'm trying to think so it's still not the most ridiculous thing in marvel though so So the other the other way they can go with Thor is um if you remember Thunderstrike. Ooh. Yeah, there so there is if if they if they could have some dude, some like uh I'm I'm looking him up. Don't don't think I'm super Thor savvy. I think his name was uh Eric Masterson. That was it, yeah. Yeah. Not you say it, yeah. So, I'm going to go an Obi-Wan Kenobi here and say that's a name I haven't heard in a long <laughs> yeah. time. But so Eric Masterson shows up and at some point, like, you know, Thor gets killed, but he is deemed worthy. Yeah. And so then he picks up and, you know, he who is worthy will have the power of Thor. Although I right. don't know if there's Stormbreaker, I don't believe has any such um, power. A- a- any such power. Or... Yeah. It's, it's just a really powerful axe. Yeah. They, that wasn't, wasn't charmed by, by Odin. But it could technically be possible. Like, maybe in Thor's last dying breath. He, yeah, he, he no, knowing enchanted. that the world needs a Thor, he does the exact same thing and he tosses it. And like the movie, the movie ends with Eric Masterson finding it, and then you know, I, I could see that. Yeah, there, there's a way. There's a way to keep Thor going, and it's just a different dude. But now it's Eric Masterson in, instead of Thor, or whatever the other Thor's actual name was, Donald something, I think. I don't. I don't remember what his 
civilian. Yeah, that, it's, it was, it's was. A silly thing, so I never really remember it. I know they it got a quick shout out in in the. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up too, just because uh, Donald. Yeah, because that was like when they gave him like a fake badge when he yeah, was yeah. Like, it had the name Donald Blake on it. So Doctor Donald, Donald Blake, Blake. That was yeah. his. Uh, that was his uh, his alter ego. So yeah, so you have you have Jane Foster Thor and you have Thunderstrike Thor, and both of those could carry on the the Thor name in the next Avengers. Or Frog Thor. Or Frog Thor. Or Beta Ray Bill. Or Beta Ray Bill. Frog Thor paired up with Groot and Rocket Raccoon. I can see it now. I I would watch that movie. I'll tell you that <laughs> right now. I would like the, watch that, that movie. That group surprisingly works very well. Yes. Surprisingly, I was I was surprised. Like of all the groups, that one worked the best together. Yeah, because some of them were str- like I mean, when Tony Stark and Doctor Strange are talking to each other, I'm like, you guys are basically both the same character. Only they are like neither one, one of them would like one of you does magic and one of you does tech, but you're the same guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, let's see. see the Hulk. I mean, the the Hulk doesn't really seem like I I you could go Red Hulk if you really wanted to go that route. Mm, uh, so let's say Hulk know. guys. Uh, no, because you need to establish a She-Hulk first before you can bring in She-Hulk. He needs yeah. to actually do the blood transfusion thing for his cousin, which seems incredibly risky thing for Maybe Bruce they'll, they'll I don't know if Mark Ruffalo's contract is also ending like some others. Maybe they'll just keep the Hulk for Maybe a little while. Maybe they'll just keep him for a little bit. I mean, yeah. I, I guess the thing about the Hulk is they've already shown they're not afraid to recast the Hulk. This is true. <laughs> yeah. The Hulk and War Machine in particular, they are not afraid. Yeah. Th- those those guys can come back in the next movie looking completely different and just they 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 would even make it a joke in the movie like it seems like you're different every time I see you ah I'm a different actor whatever ha so yeah um let's see so black uh, there's more than one Black Widow isn't there so it wouldn't surprise me if there were I'm pretty sure I don't know any but I, I, if, it wouldn't surprise me if there were multiple I I I want to say in the comic books there are multiple Black Widows. I feel like there's multiple every superhero. There, there nowadays. is, because I just looked it up real quick here. So there's a <laughs> <laughs> there's a there was a clairvoyant, huh? Huh? Um so the most famous one, of course, Natasha Romanoff. Right. Um there's a Yelena Belova. Yeah, it was in the mainstream comics in the like the late nineties. So yeah, so there's there's other black widows out there. And if you figure she's from the Black Widow program, it does kind of stand to reason that one of those other people could just be introduced as like, you know, oh, I was also in the same program, and I'm also a Black Widow. I guess. So, I'm not really sure how we decided we'd start recasting and replacing characters <laughs> from the, from well, the Avengers, because, but that's where uh, we are we're right talking now. about uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s contract ending, and like, oh, yep. well, we could use the Infinity Gauntlet and just recast people because it's magic. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think we came up with a pretty good way of doing it just amongst ourselves here without, you know, being anything too jarring. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I don't I don't have anything else to say about this movie that hasn't already been said by a hundred other podcasts. So do you have anything else? I had a question about Vision. Okay. Is he not made of vibranium? Uh, a, I, I could have sworn a, he was. I don't think he gets he... stabbed pretty easily if he was. No, I don't think he's made of vibranium. I think I could have sworn that was like the big plot point was like Ultron was going to make a big vibranium body, which was going to be Vision's body. I thought I thought the big plot point, and it, it has been a long time, so forgive me, but I thought the big thing was he wanted the vibranium to make his Ultron body, and that was like the main Ultron. But I thought oh, I, I thought he was giving that to Vision because he, he was going to download himself into Vision. But I don't think Vision ever actually got the very brainium body because okay. he's like. He's still I, doing... I wasn't sure. Age of Ultron was a very confusing movie, so. Yeah, I'll, I mean, Age of Ultron is not one of those movies I've gone back to rewatch ever. So, 
I'm 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 not going to pretend like I remember everything that happened in it yeah. because I don't want to. Yeah. Other than that, though, the, I had one. This is like the biggest sin this movie has committed by far. By okay. far. All right. Like leagues above all others. Anything else? When Thor made his big entrance into Wakanda mm-hmm. with his brand new axe, they were not playing Led Zeppelin. Yes. How dare you? Yes. <laughs> yes. I am glad you said that because I thought the same thing when that happened. <laughs> I just thought it's not the same without Led Zeppelin playing. Yeah, like that was the time, Marvel. <laughs> I, I was even I was in the theater thinking like, so did they just not spend the money for the movie rights, or what's up with that? Like, yeah, Led Zeppelin should have been playing right there. That's that's this what means you some immigrant song right now. <laughs> I, you have I have come to expect that from Thor, and that is a thing I need. That is a thing that has to happen whenever Thor thors out, and that didn't happen. And it was it was jarring to me when I watched this movie in the theater. Thank you I for mentioning know, that. I don't know what Marvel has because Iron Man used to have ACDC mm-hmm. play when he showed up, and like they they just stopped. They just doing stopped it. doing that, yeah. And I I think it, that that would have been really powerful to that scene, especially because it's not like it was like a super serious dark scene. It, it was him basically showing up and like just wrecking everything. Yeah, the, it was the perfect Imagine, time like, big, for some like, Led Zeppelin. Beam appears, this rainbow bridge thing appears, and boom, Led Zeppelin starts playing, it, and Thor pops out and just like wipes out like a platoon of aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been that would have been way better, and I'm 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 now re angry about that. <laughs> I do my best. Coming off of Thor Ragnarok, where it was done so well, and I loved Thor Ragnarok. Let me just say that was I kept hearing about that movie, and everyone saying, "Oh, it's more of a comedy," but you'll like it. I'm like, "No, oh, this sounds like the stupidest thing ever." And then I end up actually really liking the movie, and I think that would have been a great callback to Thor Ragnarok, a movie that was that basically made Thor not boring. And, they and didn't it's not it. like it's a really old movie either. Like it, Thor Ragnarok relatively just came out. Yeah, I, I'm gonna like, be. I, like a full I year actually, ago. I watched Thor Ragnarok within a week of seeing the Avengers, so it was fresh in my mind. Oh, it's even worse then. You had you had the the Zep in your mind. Yeah, and... it was. I <laughs> yeah, I I watched Thor Ragnarok on yeah. I, I watched it on a Sunday, and then the following Sunday, I watched Age of Ultra, or I watched a uh, secret. Whatever this movie is called, Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War. I almost said Secret War, but that's a different thing. <laughs> different story. Di- a whole different story. Oh, yeah, you're right. That bothered me. I was very, I was actually quite upset about that because I thought that would have been a perfect time to just, you know, it's, you know, because they they try to get the look and feel of the other movies, you know, like you you get a lot of the old music playing when the Guardians are around. Oh yeah, you had like the '80s Guardians music play when they showed yeah. up. So you know? you're, you're going for the look and feel of everyone's additional movies. We got to hear the Captain America theme. We got to hear the Black Panther theme. You know, the, these other songs were playing to kind of associate with the characters, and then somehow we just don't get Led Zeppelin, and that is that is unforgivable. 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 Movie's ruined now. It's unwatchable. I may not be able to watch this movie again because of that. <laughs> All right, so I guess I guess we got to talk about what our favorite scenes are because that's where we are right now in the podcast. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry I didn't have a better transition for that. <laughs> I'm a little rusty. It's been a while. <laughs> um, all right, so what, what was your favorite part of the movie? <clears throat> my favorite part I, – I, my favorite part is probably War Machine just wrecking everyone. Like he, he only has a couple of scenes in the movie, but when he like flies by and just carpet bombs that, that first wave alien single-handedly, I was like, yes – that 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 is Rhodey. That is who he is. Yep. It's a very very small scene, but mm-hmm. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love War Machine. 
I, I do. I'm so I glad do love War survived, Machine. I would say so I was. Glad. I'm surprised by what my favorite part of the movie is because I, as I was really thinking about, it, I'm like, what actually made me feel the happiest when I was watching it? And it was when Spider-Man and Doctor Strange was fighting Thanos, and he kept popping in and out of portals and saying, "Magic oh, the portal kicks, magic, more magic, magic kick." And I was just yeah. laughing because that's that was Spider-Man right there. That's that's who Spider-Man is to me. That's what the Spider-Man would do, and I feel like. I, I haven't quite seen that uh, on screen in a long, long time, and it just made me chuckle. So I'm going to say the magic, magic portal kicks from Spider-Man was my was my favorite part of this movie. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So now it's time to give the movie a score, and as I won't forget to remind my listening audience, uh, review scores are dumb when they don't matter, and these people put way too much stock into review scores, which is why ours are usually nonsensical because whatever nonsense we're about to spew makes about as much relevance to how good the movie was as a number chosen by a critic or a thumbs up, thumbs down or whatever they do these days. Don't know. Don't care. Stop listening to reviews. Watch the movie yourself. Make your own opinion. That's what we're about here on Hero Talk. All right. So, excellent. What would you what would you score uh, Avengers Infinity War? I would give it a score of, uh, despite Thanos claiming everything is about perfect balance, this movie is not perfectly balanced because it's missing Led Zeppelin. Yes, it is. It is missing Led Zeppelin. And if I if I was going to give this movie a score, I would give it a score of the Olympics and maybe even a Starbucks. Ah, yes. Yeah. Very good score. That's And I, I think that's a fair score. <laughs> All right, so that was... That was Avengers Infinity War. I finally got it done. And you know what? Even though it was five weeks later and everyone's been talking about it in the time, I think we brought some fresh perspective to a lot of different scenes on this that I haven't heard a lot of people talking about. And I think... I, I think so. I, I think we, we've... It was it was worth the wait. I'm going to go ahead and say that. It was worth the wait for people to hear our takes on this movie. Indeed, indeed. All right. So, excellent. Uh, th- thanks. Thank you for your patience waiting for me to recover. And uh, thanks for coming on with me and, and doing this one. Anytime. All right, and uh, for my listening audience, thank you for listening. If you want to hear more podcasts and see any more content, check out Enthusiacs.com. Also, check us out on YouTube. We're excellent. I believe you're currently playing, um, I know Assassin's Creed Origins, the, the Pharaohs DLC just started, right? Uh, that is correct. I uh, just started that. That should be wrapped up here soon-ish. Mm-hmm. I say soon-ish, yep. and then uh, Fallout New Vegas is currently the, the new playthrough. Yeah, I just saw that one go up, too. So, yeah, so those are t- two playthroughs in progress that you should be checking out on our YouTube channel. Uh, they go up all the time. Special shout-out to the Loosely Connected Network, of which Enthusiax is a member. Uh, check us out on Twitter, at Enthusiax. And until next time, this is Judge Greg saying, Dude, you're embarrassing me in front of the Wizards. Did, did I lose you? Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just taking a drink there. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right. Well, now, now we got the stinger. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>